0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Radio family, good morning. It is good to be back with you and good to be back with the weekend edition of Community Focus. Heard Saturday and Sunday mornings here on our intercom stations, another fine opportunity to engage in great conversation with members of our Community focused family. And this brother who I'm about to talk to is definitely family. He's been on our program for, I've even lost count, Antonio McCoy, as to how many times yes. we've had you on Community Focus. You are definitely family. Good morning to you. How are you, you, sir?
2: Good morning. I'm, I'm doing fine. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Family's doing well?
2: Awesome. Yeah, everybody's doing great. My 15-year-old is going crazy because he hasn't been to school, but but (laughs) despite that, everybody's doing fine.
1: Good, good. Well, the typical teen, the typical teenager, it's understandable. I think a a lot of our radio family who are parents who have children that age can definitely relate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I am so happy to have you back on the program because the timing of our conversation in the midst of COVID-19, the coronavirus, it has greatly impacted, speaking of families, Antonio, just the everyday life uh, dealings that oh, we yeah. encounter on a daily basis. It's turned a lot of things upside down. But the reason I wanted to have you on the program was to really speak to a particular and special group of individuals who listen to our intercom stations who happen to be small business owners. Uh, We have been doing our best to try to support these men and women who have been working hard on a daily basis, and then all of a sudden they've had to slam on the brakes because of this pandemic, if you will. And so as a business coach, and particularly with MC Howard Business Coaching, I am just so glad that we can get into the conversation to help those and particularly those who are black owned business owners where do we go from here what do we do in the midst of a situation that is unprecedented this has never happened before and for any and all business owners but as again as we're focusing on black owned business owners i really appreciate the insight and the conversation that we're going to have today so first of all thank you for coming back on the program it's been a while
2: Yes, ma'am, it has my pleasure to be here. I thank you for the opportunity.
1: Absolutely. So let's indeed get our conversation started. What do you see as the biggest challenge that black owned businesses in particular are having right now?
2: I think it's it's dealing with the unexpected, the unknown, as you just you know alluded to, um a business environment that they've never seen right. um before. I, I think the the um the lack of knowing the direction of their lives, the direction Of their finances Mm -hmm. the direction of their careers um i I think it it, it creates so much stress that it immobilizes them and and, and i say this first first we got to understand what stress is before i I go further anytime i work with a business owner we have to deal with them you know their head their mindset and and stress is comprised of three emotions frustration fear and anger Mm -hmm. and and you know i know there's a lot of fear um, I know there's probably a lot of frustration um, 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 with our government, right. um, and there's probably some anger too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first we we have to you know put that aside and 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 really begin to get comfortable with the things that we can't control, Right. which is what our government does. And COVID nineteen, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what you have to do is is take some time and you know um, you know deal with those emotions. And and figure out what you can do to to help whatever your business is Mm -hmm. um, to help um, someone in the community. My my good friend um, Algernon, because there was a shortage of toilet paper, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there was a shortage of meat in the grocery store, Mm -hmm. he started selling it from his place of business to help the community. Right. Um, he caused some grief on some folks for it, but nonetheless, he's help, trying to help the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I cut videos, uh, I try to every day, um, and put them on social media to, to help business owners know what they need to do to grow their business. This is something I typically charge for, but because we're in this environment, I, I know business owners are hurting. I, I try to give them the information and hope they act on it. But right. because of the stress, um, you know, a, a lot of them, like I said, have immobilized. Um, because they don't know what their future holds.
1: Right. Exactly. And And I I really appreciate you focusing on those three and particularly using the word action because obviously you can do, but so much on your end, but it's really equally up to the individual as far as the business owner themselves. And to, to thank you for what you have continuously done in the community in helping our small business owners, whether they are really new to this, to owning a business, or they have been in business serving the community faithfully for a number of years, both groups find themselves in a similar situation. And that is how do they push forward? How do they press forward in unprecedented times such as these?
2: Yeah, you you bring up an excellent point um, in that, Right now, in this current business environment, mm-hmm. there really isn't any difference between a startup and, and, and a veteran business. Right. Because right now, this business landscape is, is totally new.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: and, and, you know, I know we've got um, some conversation in the marketplace around uh, relaxing some uh, restrictions on April 30th. I, I don't know if the governor's going to, you know, extend, but right. the word mm-hmm. I'm getting, I, I saw my barber, or well, my son's barber, because I don't have hair. <laughs> <laughs> I saw my son's barber put up a, um, a post that he'll be open April 30th. And he looks forward to seeing us. But, but the thing that makes a veteran business, like a startup business, right. is you still have to deal with the psychology of your customers. Exactly. And you have a lot of people who are scared to leave their home, mm-hmm. who are scared to be in a place with a bunch of people simply because of what has been put out there from a scientific standpoint Mm -hmm. around how this virus can be transmitted.
1: Exactly. And I think that transitions perfectly, Antonio, with the next question I want to ask you, what should business owners be doing now?
2: They should be contacting their customers, um, their existing customers Mm -hmm. and asking, how can I help you? How are you doing? How can I help you? Right Um, and 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 believe it or not, if they just engage, that's a um, how can I put it? That's a daily activity that was going on before we got in this environment. At least it was supposed to have been. Right. Um, And ideally, when you can go back to doing what was normal Mm -hmm. in a situation that doesn't feel normal,
1: yeah,
2: it really helps you overcome your fear. Mm -hmm. You You know know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. Because I'm thinking to it, and I'm glad you're mentioning that. From the perspective and mind you, I'm not a business owner, but just a person observing that type of situation that a lot of times I think the one thing that we do at times may feel a little apprehensive about doing is stepping outside of the box or stepping outside of our comfort zone because we've been so accustomed to doing something a certain way for such a, a, a certain period of time. And then all of a sudden, it's like the script literally with COVID-19 has just changed everything.
2: Yes, that, that's, that's what's causing the immobilization is, is the script has changed. Yeah. The scenery mm-hmm. has changed. The rules
1: right.
3: have changed.
2: Yeah. And, 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 I, you know, here's something my coach tells us um, is that, you know, there are going to be some businesses who are not going to make it through this virus. Okay, Um, but but they're going to be some that thrive. Any 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 business, GE, Microsoft, all the big businesses that that uh, are stalwarts now that are behemoths. Mm -hmm. They they got their they got their send off coming off the back of a weak economy. Um, They 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 got an opportunity, discovered an opportunity, innovated to provide a solution um, during the time when things were rough, right. and that's where we're at now. And the business owners who decide to to, to mobilize, mm-hmm. to listen to their customers, call their customers, ask their customers, hey, what do you need? Get some understanding around how their needs have changed, and then go back to their business and say, you know, do we have the resources, the talent, right. okay, right. Um, the equipment to, to help solve this problem, To help to help my customers overcome this? And if we don't, what do we have to do to do it? Mm-hmm. And once you do, call the customers back and say, hey, look, I can I can now help you with this. Right. Okay. The, the business that's able to do that, mm-hmm. that's willing to do that, because like you said, it's going to require them to think out of the box. Right. It's going to require them to be uncomfortable. But I'm telling everyone, I think I cut a video about it. I think it was my last video. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. OK, and and I don't think it's, I don't think and, and, and I'm just speculating. Um, I'm not an expert in this, but but I, I don't think we're going to see the normal we're used to.
1: Exactly. I'm with you there. Ever yeah.
2: Again. yeah, I don't think we're going to see it again.
1: I think that's pretty much likely, Antonio, the, the majority thinking of, of a lot of our listeners in our radio family. Yeah. Whatever was the normal is just that it's past tense. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah,
2: it's gone things we took for granted mm-hmm. like shaking hands. Right. I, I ran into, I ran into someone we both know Yeah. at an Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably about a month ago. Yeah. And, and because I knew this person so well,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I went to hug her at the door. Right. And she said, "In coach Antonio, we're not supposed to be doing it. I said, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I had to catch myself. Right. Same here. And I'm saying, and, and so, and so I'm saying, you know, the fact that you have to be conscious, and, and the biggest thing that concerns me mm-hmm. in regards to being around others, you talk about things being different, not not being the same, is I have elderly family members. Right. So I have yeah. to be conscious, you know, do I want to be around them,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, um, because, you know, everybody's talking about that testing piece, um, you know, because I don't want to take anything to her. I don't want my son to take anything to her. Mm-hmm. I don't want my wife to take anything to her so it's just I just think the normal is going to change yeah and I don't, I, I don't think we're going to be
1: able to go back I, th- I think you're right and I think that is the, the the mindset of of many tuning into the program but you know what Antonio is interesting you share that because I was in a similar situation you know many of my friends that I talked to they've already said uh, you know I'm not shaking hands you even have the one doctor that speaking of the the administration in the white house dr anthony fauci yes. was even suggested publicly that we should never go back to shaking hands ever again if indeed we get to that what they've been referencing as the the flattening curve
2: yeah. of the pandemic so listen, right so with that being said and, and going back to business mm-hmm. when you meet someone face to face what do you usually do to seal the deal what right the deal? a handshake What's
1: the last thing you do yeah, your handshake, yeah. But you're right. That that way of approaching things because as I was saying, I have many friends who said they're not going to do that again. You know, and I'm yeah. like you, I'm I'm a hugger. I'm I'm going to have to admit yeah. that anytime I see someone like you or or Carla or yeah. you know, CJ, you know, I I just want to go up and just give you a bear hug and people have done that in return, but you're right. I think it's going to get to that point where, okay, we got to pause a little bit because, you know, the elbow bump, that, that's a new, that's a way oh, new yeah. concept for me. Now the fist yeah. bump's been around for a while. That's right. I will that's say right. we we've been doing that, but yeah, just so many ways of just a simple greeting is, has vastly changed a lot yeah. for
2: and us. And this is with family. Yeah, this, this exactly. Is, we're, we're talking business, but we've, we moved over to the realm of family. Right. So, right. so I'm saying, You know, we have elderly members of our family that that we we probably, you know, will not be able to do this with for their safety. Exactly.
1: But you know what? That's the key word is safety. And that's something that we want to focus on. And I I really appreciate you how you put that, whether it's the safety of our family members or what you're doing for the safety of our wonderful small business owners and, and helping them during these trying times. Well, Antonio, my friend, as always, I love engaging in conversation with you. It's always off to a good start. And I'm thankful to say we still have more of our public affairs show to get into more detail and asking this particular question. Here's where we'll pick up on when we get back from break. Can business owners grow their business in this type of environment? I think you touched on that a little bit, but we'll get into more of the particulars when we come back with the weekend edition of Community Focus. So will you stick around, my friend?
2: Yes, ma'am, I will.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you, Radio Family. Great company from you as always. Appreciate your listenership and, of course, the wonderful things you continue to do in our communities. Indeed, we will be back. More of the weekend edition of Community Focus right after this. More of the weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you, Radio Family. If you're just joining us, welcome to our Public Affairs show. And, of course, thank you if you've been with us since the beginning of the weekend edition of Community Focus. Definitely getting the word out. And every weekend, the great opportunity to be in great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. Definitely the case. It's good to have him home, if you will. (laughs) Business coach Antonio McCoy with MC. Howard, uh, business coaching. Thank you so much. The insight on the first half of our conversation, uh, Antonio, very enlightening. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to what our second half will bring because we really can get into into the meat and potatoes, as they say, of our conversation. Now, when or before we went to break, I left you with a question. Can business owners grow their businesses in this environment? Of course, this is referencing a COVID-19.
2: Yes, ma'am, if they want to. Um, and the answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can tell you um, I've, I've gotten clients uh, since this has been announced. Um, I do something, and I, I did it on purpose. Um, I do something called the Ask the Expert call every day, every morning, yes. Fridays, um, from from 9 a.m. in the morning to 10 a.m. in the morning. You've seen that. I've, I've seen you, you know, get my posts on, on social media. Right. Um, I, 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 I do that, one, to provide help much needed help to small business owners Mm -hmm. who don't know what to do in this environment. Mm -hmm. Well, once I help them, just like I said a moment ago, once you help them, okay, then they're going to be like, I I need your help. Can you help me through this situation? Um, And, you know, I get a client on the business side. I can tell you on the executive side for those, and I'm going to touch a few industries here in a minute, for those who who coach executives like myself um, executives right now, are are having to deal with with change management big time um what what um they're telling me and i did a video on this as well um is that um you know it's not going to be the organization is going to take on a different role Mm -hmm. um um how can i put it in in the existing COVID 19 and post COVID 19 environment right um the the business the organization is not going to be the same what does that mean the employees are going to have to adapt okay that means everybody, you talk about out of the box, comfort mm-hmm, level, mm-hmm. everybody is going to be out of their, their comfort zone, meaning if you work a job, right. you're, you're probably working from home, you know, so right That's now true. you're probably out of your comfort zone. Right. You're having to educate your kids because the teachers are sending stuff home now, okay, mm-hmm. with assignments, and now you're getting emails about missed assignments and whatnot. That's out of your comfort zone, so now you have to manage that too. So to answer your question, right. the business owner, and I said this at the top of the uh, call, Um, business owners who are willing to engage their customers, Mm -hmm. their existing customers and find out what challenges they're having. Okay. Help them overcome those challenges. innovate your business to, to meet their needs. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you do that, you know, they will, um, probably end up saying, look, you know, I I need to, I need your help. Um, what, what does that look like? Because here's the thing you got to remember, we talked about this offline, um, is that people have gotten stimulus checks mm, exactly. individually or personally, right? So, so they have some money to spend, okay? And 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 what I'm saying is is that if you can be the business, I talked about in one video, nail salon owners, uh, hair salon owners. Mm-hmm. You know, one concern that 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 nail salon owners can help their clients with is, you know, what can I do to make my polish and my nails last? Um, in a COVID nineteen environment where I'm having to wash my hands more than usual. Right. If you can Good cut point. that video mm-hmm. and tell them what they can do, mm-hmm. you'll get clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if I'm a hair salon owner, um, you know, if if, if you can tell me what I can do to keep my hair um looking, you know, halfway decent, right. you no, know, it's not gonna look like, you know, what it looks like when you do it, but exactly. but halfway decent between now now, at the time when I cut the video, we didn't know that April 30th was the date, but but I said, you know, knowing given that I don't know when my next appointment is going to be, exactly. if you can cut that video to tell me what I need to do, if you can send that video to your clients so you can put it on social media yeah. and email it to your clients, mm-hmm. um, they're going to email it to their family and friends. The, the 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 salon that does that, okay, is going to be the one that gets clients, okay? Yeah. I, I'll tell you another one. Sure. I coach a lot of financial advisors, okay? Uh, at one point in time, the market was topsy turvy. Right. Okay. Um, a lot of the financial advisors, people who had money in the market, was calling them, "What do I do? What do I do?" Trying to get some consolation and an insight on what was going on in, the, on in the market and what they needed to do. The advisor that calls his clients proactively, okay, mm. to say, "Here's what's going on in the market. To to put you know to put your fears at rest. You know you're in a good position or you're not in a good position. Here's what we need to do. You know." A lot of these financial advisors haven't called their clients. If if, if I ask my client, hey, you know, um, and this is for for business owners out there, peak satisfaction. Once I've calmed you down, you mm-hmm. know, hey, do you know any other family members, people who go to your church or on your job that's you know uneasy like you are, and needs your questions or needs their questions answered? Uh, do you know mm-hmm. someone? And if so, would you be willing to refer them to me, even? If they're working with someone. Right. Because if they haven't heard from their advisor, guess what they're gonna do? Mm-hmm. They're gonna refer them to your advisor or to my advisor. Right. Now that advisor just got a client simply because their current advisor wasn't engaging them. Yeah. So that's how you can grow in in, in this environment. Again, I mentioned at the beginning of the call, some people have immobilized. That that isn't just business owners. Right. That's right. everyone. Exactly you know exactly. uh, I, I can tell you some people I know a lot of the financial advising companies are now um you know engaging their clients through web apps, okay mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of veterans aren't used to that
1: true
3: you
2: know that that's not that's not how they grew their practice
1: exactly
2: so 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 they're uncomfortable yeah right now, yeah. and some of them may not have engaged their clients right if I'm a young advisor or a young whatever. And I'm engaging folks, and I can get them on a WebEx, mm. and I know how to do that. Yeah. Who do you think that client's going to switch their business to? Right. Well, so you t- can grow. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, please. no, no, no. You
1: finish. You finish.
2: You can grow in in this environment if you want to. Yeah. If you want, like I said, if you want to mobilize, touch your clients, ask them good questions about, mm. hey, so how can I help you? Exactly. That, 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 that question right there has more influence than anything. Yeah. Okay. How can I help you? What do you need? You know, and and even if it has nothing to do with the services you provide, Mm -hmm. okay? If someone tells me as a business coach, you know what? I I need a mechanic to come by and fix my car, Mm -hmm. okay? I may not have a mechanic as a client. Well, actually, this happened to me. Um, I got a client that's moving right now, okay? Okay. Um, She didn't want to use a particular company because they were a little expensive. Right. Well-known company. And so I called one of my networking partners, a realtor. Asked her, did she have a moving company in mind? Mm-hmm. She gave me a guy I never met. Okay, I called him up, introduced myself, what I did. Again, an opportunity to create visibility for my business. Mm-hmm. And I told him, hey, I have a client that's moving, okay? Um, she needs a moving company. Will you be able to, to help her? Mm-hmm. He said, absolutely. I, wow. gave, I told him her name, um, gave her his number, gave mm-hmm. him her number. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, he's moving her. Wow but, but but like I said it, there, there is there's is always opportunity mm-hmm. okay in crisis. I, I just cut this video too. there's always opportunity in crisis if you're willing to innovate yeah. and pursue it.
1: Well, it's just like you said Antonio, if you want to, you can do it yeah and, and those yeah. were such excellent examples and and thank you for for putting in you know a, a personal touch. To this, yeah. with your own experience with that, and by the way, I just wanted to take this time to also thank you for the great services that you do provide. By the way, that's the Ask the Expert webinar. So, to our small business owners who do have some questions, you want to reach out to Antonio. That's one of the many fine ways, Antonio, they can do so.
2: Yeah, they call. And I'll tell you, just like you're my client, I won't charge you a dime. Yeah, and 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 again, that. I think we talked about this offline mm-hmm. and you have to tell me if we did online because we always talk so much when we, we get together. <laughs> um, but 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 small businesses drive the economy. And like I was right. telling you, when I was doing my doctoral studies, mm-hmm. it was 69%. Small businesses, that, that's businesses 500 employees or less, according to the SBA. Right. Um, you know, provide 69% of new sector jobs. Right now, I've, I've, I've heard, I haven't researched it, that is now seventy percent. Um, that's why you see the government trying to get stimulus money to small businesses because if if, if the small businesses fail, the economy will collapse. Um, the, the big corporations, and, and I'm speculating when I say this, mm-hmm. only provide about three to five percent of the jobs. We're talking about companies that that probably have a thousand employees or less are the ones that provide the majority. Of the employment opportunities in this country, yeah, you know, yeah. so so we got to save the small business, or, or otherwise, if we don't, yeah, you know, I know you asked me about the PPP program, exactly, and, and all of that, and right. my, my thoughts on it, you know, and that's why it's so important. I know we we talked about a um, a particular company, uh, fairly large company that that got um, that got money and then returned it, returned it but, exactly. You know, but the question was, why are they, you know, giving that money to to, to larger companies that mm-hmm. have employees? Yeah. The, the whole point that they're doing this stimulus, uh, understand, is economics uh, all day long, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know, the government cannot allow the economy, if they can, uh, the tank. The economy yeah. to collapse, to fail. Right. And so when we talk about economy, that's me and you paying our mortgage. That's me and you exactly. making our car payment. Right. That's me and you buying groceries. Mm-hmm. That's me and you buying gas, mm-hmm. okay? And if I can help a company first in the first wave that has 6,000 employees as opposed to one that may have 100 or, or even 500, that's 6,000 people that's going to inject money into the economy,
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay? And that has more impact from from an economic standpoint from a sustainability of the economy standpoint than giving it to a small business that has 500 employees. Now, mm-hmm. am I saying the 500 the, the, the business with 500 employees is, is, is insignificant in comparison yeah. to that? No. no, but I'm saying from an economic standpoint, okay. Mm-hmm. From keeping the economy to collapse and we got to get this money in as many people's hands, workers' hands as possible. We want them to be able to have a job to come back to Exactly lowers the unemployment claims, right. okay? Right. Um, and again, like I said, they're buying all the things that we talked about, but we know in this second wave they're going to be hitting the smaller businesses um, in that wave so they can support you know, their employees mm-hmm. and their employees can participate in a larger scale um, in the economy because of the stimulus money they receive from the PPP program.
1: Excellent information, Antonio, and thank you so much for sharing. Let me take this opportunity to welcome, again, those just joining us. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus on our intercom stations, thanking you, Radio Family, for your fine company every Saturday and Sunday morning, and definitely the great conversations with members of our Community Focus family that include Antonio McCoy. Antonio, as you are sharing this information to really help whether – a startup business or a veteran business. I was thinking too, there's likely a third group that we haven't quite touched on. And I wanted to get a little feedback from you on this, because I think about individuals who likely were planning to start a business before this pandemic broke out. What do you say to that individual that's sitting there likely thinking, well, there's just no way because of the unprecedented unprecedented times with which COVID-19 has just really halted a lot of small business owners?
2: I, I would say you have to do the same thing um, that that the existing businesses would have had to do, which is okay. The business landscape has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it was I was going to do, whatever product or service I was going to take to the marketplace, how do I need to flip it, spin it, right. change it um, to meet the needs um, and the challenges that that whatever niche, a segment of the population that I wanted to serve? Um, how how can I innovate my product or service to to meet their current need? And 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 I'll, I'll say this too: Sure. If even if you're an existing business, and I, I've said this in a video as well, um, if you've been in business five years, mm-hmm. okay. What you were doing in year one,
3: right?
2: If you're doing the same thing in, in year, year five, five, yeah, you're in trouble, yeah. That's because all point. it tells me is that you haven't innovated, and I know right. that your customers' needs have changed. Exactly. Okay. Right. And so, so a startup, as opposed to an existing business, um, you're both going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to have to meet the changing needs, the ever changing needs mm-hmm. of your of your customer base. Um, so,
1: and that's an that's excellent. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to interject and say that's that's an excellent point because it makes me think that even if there were no pandemic, change is going to be inevitable anyway yes. with a business. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. I tell any entrepreneur, first of all, being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. Right. Okay? Yeah. The, 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 the one thing and the reason being is that the rules are going to change mm-hmm. and the rules could be the government rules. The rules could be the economy, uh, economic swings, right. the move, the, the rules could be, um, you know, the, the client base that you were serving has aged out. Right. And, and that's happening with a lot of the car companies now, you know, Mercedes Benz, mm-hmm. you know, they typically targeted, you know, baby boomers right. who, who had excess money. They made a lot of money when they're working years and they got they've got a lot of wealth as a result, mm-hmm. you know. If they want to sustain, they've got to appeal to a younger demographic. Right. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. That means a cheaper in- entry level car, exactly. now, and 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 something that will appeal. Right. Um, that's what all of them done. Honda, if you notice, all the cars look the same in the front. <laughs> the front fascia looks the same because right. they're trying to appeal to a younger yeah. younger demo, yeah. and they're trying to do that because they understand that you know who they catered to before mm-hmm. they're getting older. They're not needing their cars anymore. Right. So we want to appeal to a younger demo who has a different taste, uh, a different style. um, We have to design our cars in a way that appeals to them. Absolutely. It's it's
1: interesting you mentioned that because it just popped into my head. Now, you and I are probably within the same age group, but that made me think of, and I don't know if, if they still do this commercial, but speaking of major car companies, Buick. When Buick was going through their period of redesign, and like you said, their original target were baby boomers. They were our parents and grandparents who bought right. those cars. And now, as you said, they're aging out. Many of them have are, are dying off, too. I well, didn't but, want to say
2: that, but yes. But, but this
1: is true. Yeah, they are passing yeah. away. And so they're thinking, well, what can we do to redirect our audience to where it is on the younger end? We're talking millennials and possibly older, yeah. slightly older, or even millennials and slightly younger. But yeah. I remember, and you may recall to mine, too, Antonio, one time when they were in that redesign and they were making, you know, their, their line of cars, I think the tagline or the motto they were using in their advertisements were, this isn't your granddaddy's Buick.
2: Yeah, Tiger Woods said that.
1: That's what it was. I rem- I just, for some reason, when they first started with that commercial, and you're absolutely right, they did use Tiger as a spokesperson. And I yeah. said, you know what, that that sticks with you when you think oh, yeah. about that. And then you looked at the redesign models that were out at the time, and even now, and you're like, that's exactly right. Whoever in the boardroom or in the... um what do you call it? And it just slipped my mind. In the, in the C-suite. Yes, exact. Thank you. Thank you. I knew, yeah. you know, with, with your media background as well, you would help me out. But yeah, when, when they came up with that slogan, somebody in that room at that time was spot on with that saying, this isn't your granddaddy's Buick.
2: I'm going to tell you what happens. Yeah. When you're not selling, it's two, it's, it's two indicators you look at. We're not selling as many units. Right. And the revenue is down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Why is that happening? OK, and once you begin to dig into why that's happening, yeah. if you discover that, hey, our people just aren't aren't, you know, our, our target on you. So we target it, They aren't buying anymore. Why? Because they're getting older. As you said, they're transitioning. They're exactly. Right. Okay? So so we got to get our number at, at some point. We were selling this many units per month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we want to get back to where we're selling this many units per month just to break even. Right. OK, we need to switch. Who 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 we're targeting? I'm I'm gonna tell you something else. You have to take into consideration sure. too. Um And and the financial advising companies are having to do this because of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that younger demo buys differently. Right. So in other words, they they you have to make it so they can buy from their phone. Mm-hmm. They they can look exactly. at the inventories or whatever it is you're selling right. on the phone or, or in the internet environment exactly. in the web environment. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You've got to be able to collect their money, provide financing. OK, in that environment. Yeah. I can tell you in 2008 when I bought my motorcycle, um, I I got pre-approved and then all I had to do was print off mm-hmm. my pre-approval. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't to the point where I could buy my motorcycle online, but right. present my um, my certificate of, for what I've been pre-approved for. Right. And they showed me what bikes. I can look at, but but look at how that's evolved. Not only can you now it's get really pre-approved changed, yeah. online, you can purchase your car online, online. and they will uh,
1: deliver. Deliver it you. exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. But yeah. I can tell
2: you, as a Generation Xer, mm-hmm. who gets tired of getting my car inspected every year, mm-hmm. who gets tired of paying my taxes every year, that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. And it may appeal to
1: a lot of our listeners too, Antonio, because I was thinking, you know, as a whole, when like you said, when you see. The adjustment that a lot of businesses are making, big or small, they're taking the necessary steps to appeal to our customers because we, as customers, our tastes are changing from generation okay. to generation.
2: That's right. Yeah. So, so, so I want I want to touch on one thing in that regard. Sure. If 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 anybody listening has went to go buy a car on a car lot, met with a salesperson, went down and sat in the sales office. While he or she went back to the finance manager uh-huh. back and forth and negotiate your deal. If you ever bought a car that way, any of the business owners, listening, If you've ever bought a car that way and you look at the ways you can buy a car now. Yeah. Okay. Online, get your financing, see the inventory online. Right. They're advertising through Facebook ads now. Yeah. Online. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can buy your car, have it delivered to you. And now I'm telling you. It's one company here to the tribe that already does it, okay? You can trade out cars daily. You can get a different car daily. Wow. So now you don't have to drive the same car for three years, four years, five right, years. Right, right. Okay? If I want to drive this car up this weekend, yeah. it probably be a little bit here, but not the Titan, but if I if I can get that for when I need it because I got to move the refrigerator or take, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, if, it's getting to the point that you're not going to make a car payment anymore, anymore that you're going to make a subscription payment yeah. and be able to switch cars daily. Yeah. If the car companies had to innovate this way yeah, in order to move the amount of units they need to move, right? in order to keep the cash flowing in their business, mm-hmm. what do you think you have to to do as a why business owner yeah. from, why do you think you're exempt from that right wow. you're not yeah that's, that's an excellent
1: example and and scenario that kind of puts a picture in the mind of an individual who is a current small business owner
2: can i can i can i take it even driving home for the COVID? This, this just came to me yeah we, we used to just be able to go to grocery store and the only way we got our groceries unless you had a, a butler or a maid right. you had to go to your grocery store and buy your groceries yourself exactly bring them home uh uh-huh. okay yeah what are they doing now, now they're they delivering they got instacart right okay yes they're bringing you, it to you, your you car bringing it no they're the, the, no, delivering bring it to your back porch to the house Well, that's right oh, that's the, true they will
1: deliver thing? it to the front door exactly and given the current situation so they
2: send you a text so check this out yeah you can order your groceries you you place your order online you can order your groceries they'll send you a text mm. when your shoppers start shopping OK, yeah, yeah. and they, then they'll tell you based what, based on what's on your list, what wasn't available. Right. And during that true. time, you can switch it out if you want, if you want. OK. Yeah, wow. And then when they when you tell them what a delivery, which in my house is the back back screen porch. Yeah. If, <laughs> when it's on the scrap back screen porch, you get a text. That's your grocery. That's your delivery. grocery. Isn't that something? Talk about
1: reinventing your business.
2: Hey, yeah. So if the grocery store. Again, if the grocery stores had to do that. Mm-hmm. And this was before COVID-19. Exactly. I, was buying, I bought my groceries this way before COVID-19, not all the time, but when I, you know, didn't feel like getting out of bed on a Saturday morning. I thought, right, I exactly. But it was a nice option. Is, it, yeah, yeah. You, that option was there exactly. prior to COVID-19. Yeah. So I'm saying if, if the grocery stores have to innovate the way that they do business, mm-hmm. I, I pose the same question. Why do you think you're exempt? You know, now the people who are the stockers, who are the cashiers in the grocery stores are now shoppers.
1: And that really does, it really does paint a poignant picture as to where we are in these unprecedented times. I tell you what, Antonio, time always goes by so fast when we're engaged in good conversation. So let me end by asking you this. How else can someone get in contact with you with any additional questions to steps needed to help business owners Continue, especially to survive post COVID 19?
2: So I'm going to do this. All, all I'm going to do is say, join me Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. You can register for my Ask the Expert at Antonio Turn My Biz, B I Z, around.com. Antonio Turn My Biz You can register for the webinar. If, if that's not fast enough for you, you can reach me at 336 575 Text me a question. Um, I'll be happy to answer it or call me.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Antonio, for all that you do and continue to do for members of our communities, especially for our small business owners who are tuning into the weekend edition of Community Focus. And a huge shout out to our small business owners and local business owners for what you are continuing to do in servicing our community. Thank you, Renee. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you, radio family, again, for tuning in. Great company as always. And again, to extend a thank you to you for the good things you're doing as well. Keep up the great work. And until the next time, I have the opportunity to engage in conversation with another member of our community-focused family. Enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of this weekend, and please stay safe. Take care.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,